Welcome to More Than Myths. What you, what you drinking? Coffee with pumpkin spice creamer. Wait, wait. You gave me so much fucking shit. And now you. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> I would, but with 2% milk or whole milk, not pumpkin milk. So there you go. It's not, <laughs> it's not a double pumpkin. It's just a one pumpkin. <clears throat> it's too early to start drinking, so coffee it is for now. Welcome to More Than Myths. I'm Haley. And I'm Corinne. And uh, we are a podcast for the curious. Every Sunday, Corinne and I come together to tell your ears about some crazy fantasy story or a cryptid or legend that we researched from the internet that's going to be completely accurate. A hundred percent. Trust us. hundred percent. And uh, if it's not, we do a myth check episode once a month. And you can send notes to us or suggestions to us at morethanmythspodcast at gmail.com. And we will include it in our myth check episodes or even just give you a shout out or a correction uh, when we have time and when we can. This week, we actually wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to Steve, who is Corinne's brother. He actually made our super smooth intro music. Yeah, he composed it all for us free of charge. And knocked it. Knocked it out of the park. Free knocked it. <laughs> knocked it out of the park. No, it's uh, we're really thankful to have some some dope tunes to start us off yeah, and, so and get us out every day. So thanks, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, how you doing? How's your how's your week going? <clears throat> you Good. sound better. You don't sound like I'm, you're quite as yeah finally <laughs> healed finally healed Yay. um just a little bit of a cough left over so knock on wood hopefully that's the end of it for a bit that's gonna be the end of it <clears throat> that's yes. for sure excellent i that's the one thing i miss about like full quarantine because we so i'm in washington state and so we were in full lockdown for ever you know, it was really like it slowly started coming back after the first like three months of hardcore lockdown. But even then, I only just went back to work last month and I only go to work three yeah. days a week. So it's like my whole life has been really at home for the last 18 or like 18 months. Um, And so my wow. kid was at home. Yeah. We seriously did not have a cold or any sick for 18 months. And it yeah. was awesome. <laughs> so I definitely miss that about interact, like not interacting with people. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> way less sickness, and it was yes. just very straightforward, yeah. you know. So now it's like, oh yeah, you have to live life also getting colds and that kind of thing. So it, that was definitely yeah. <laughs> that's not my favorite part about being back into the world. But other than that, I'm pretty yes. excited. Yeah. Yes, agreed. <clears throat> I understand. We have, I'm not even going to say it. Um, yeah, we here in Idaho, it's been a, quite a bit different. So, yeah, I and mean, I've been back to work since last year. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just a really different take on it all. But yeah, no, daycare really 
I say, I yeah. say this every yep. time, but daycare really <laughs> makes a big difference <laughs> in if we have colds in the house yes. or not. It's hard. So. It's hard when you have little kids. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you're getting better. I'm glad that you're healing. Thank you. Me too. How are you? I'm sure your double pumpkin's really helping. Ah, uh, single pumpkin. One pumpkin. Oh, you sorry, drink the double sorry, pumpkin. pumpkin. Sorry, <laughs> I drink the double pumpkin. Sorry, I just really <laughs> was trying to get you. <laughs> trying to get you. Uh, me, I'm good. Had a good week. Uh, got off a little bit early yesterday because. Uh, wait, no, Friday. Sorry, I don't know where I am or what even the day is. <laughs> uh, but we didn't work a full day on Friday because um, Dune. And yes, uh, yeah, my boss went and saw it with his his son. And so we we got to break a little bit early for that. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't had the opportunity, I mean, I know that it's not not everybody has the ability to watch it. But when it does come out, if you can get your hands on it or watch it, do it. Haley and I spent already most of our weekend discussing it and like we're just like, talking about it we're, the the thought the fact that it's coming up during this podcast is a threat of us becoming a movie podcast right now so we're not gonna do it <laughs> no <laughs> no we fucking just, loved it it's so good yeah so good anyway uh yeah doing good you know yeah. just life it's rainy here which i absolutely adore i just yeah. love it i love the rainy weather same. I know we're supposed to have this crazy big storm today. And so everybody's like, go get a generator. And I'm like, yeah, y'all talk like you can just go get a generator. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they start at $300. Right. And they're like, they go up to the thousands. So I was just like, oh man. Okay. Yeah. You just go That's get not... a generator for right. me, would you? <laughs> yeah. That's not always gonna happen ever no. so i'm like we'll be fine like if our power goes out it goes out yeah just have some candles on hand just light yeah. light your candles light your it'll be fine you'll be we'll fine put it'll be the fine. food in the garage and anyway, anyway. do you want to go first i think it's your turn to I, go first i think it is my turn to go first i cool. would love to tell you a tale let me just find my tale i gotta find it <laughs> you lost your tail. Find the right one. Oh, lost the tail. so I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you about some female warriors today. Yeah. Okay. Get ready. So they are considered to be the goddesses of life, death, battle, and magic. Do you know uh -huh. who I'm talking about? Is it the Amazon? Nope. What? Uh -uh. Okay. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about the Valkyries. <gasps> okay 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 so the norse <laughs> equivalent to the amazons we're good basically yes okay okay all right <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> Valkyrie. i'm glad that you're really excited about it that makes I am. me very very excited <laughs> i mean we have a myth podcast for a reason we're both huge nerds <laughs> yeah i didn't really know a lot about the valkyries Whew. hold on to your butts <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, so um, it 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 comes it comes from Norse mythology, mm -hmm. and text actually dates them back to the 800s. Uh, so the word Valkyrie is actually split into two words: valor, which means slain in battle, and yosa, 
which means to choose. So when you smush them together, it you basically get chooser of the slain. Ooh. So they were known. Uh, the females that were part of the Valkyrie were known as battle maidens, shield maidens, swan maidens, wish maidens, and mead maidens. Cool. And they might not all have been human. They might have been elves, actually, among them, as well as giants. But oh, they cool. were all these thought to be these beautiful women. And there's a couple different thoughts on their origins. So originally, before they were known as these beautiful females, they were actually known as death demons. It's a little Ooh. bit spooky. Ooh. So they weren't considered, yeah, they weren't really considered good. They were associated with ravens. Uh, they would go to battlefields and they would eat the dead. Uh-huh. That checks out. And then they would take their souls to this place of endless battle and they would just be stuck in a loop. They'd fight the same battle every day and their souls would never know peace. Which is really Ooh. sad. Yeah. So there is a poem dated to the year 872 called Words of the Raven. And it describes the Valkyrie as a bright, white-haired maiden that's wise, keen-eyed, and white-throated. I don't know what her throat color has to do with anything. But in this poem, she's speaking to a raven who has a bloody beak and his breath reeks because he's been eating dead soldiers. But the two of them are seen as companions. And it's the symbolism of glory in battle and doing these heroic deeds. But mm -hmm. also with that comes all of the carnage and horror of war. And I don't know if it's showing the two sides of war, you know, like the mm -hmm. glory that you can attain, but also the horror that you are inflicting the on death, other yeah. people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So being associated with ravens also links them to the power of having second sight, which I'm going to get into divination and flight. Yes. Okay. So as so the years go by, witches, battle witches. Yeah, yes, yeah. battle witches. Yep. Dope. So as time goes on, they actually change from a demon to becoming more human. So their second iteration, that their first iteration is their death demons, battle witches. Mm -hmm. And their second iteration is they were thought to be originally 12. And they were the daughters of Odin and Herda. But that changes again. And their third iteration is that they are the daughters of royalty and the aristocracy who were then called goddesses. And their purpose was to serve Odin and to bring souls to Valhalla. So it's changed quite a lot. And I don't think it was too long of a period of time between 800 or yeah, 800 and 1200. Mm -hmm. That span is how far it changed from them being probably a little bit before that to them being death demons to these beautiful goddesses that right. would take the souls to Valhalla. Okay. So it 
it morphed into these beautiful badass witch women that we see today. That classic game of telephone. Yep. I love my mom and then I ate a bowl of ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody actually knows how many there were. It's been said there was nine, 12, 13, or 300. Oh, so it nice. might have been that there were 300 and they were led by either 9, 12, or 13. And their ranks were classified by their color, by the color of their wings. Oh, okay. But I couldn't find anything on that. So my theory, what I did see a lot of is that they have different types of wings. So they're led by a woman named Freya. And she's the only one that I found that has falcon wings. All the okay. other women are described as having swan wings or raven wings, which breaking that down even further, falcons are gold, swans white, ravens black. So maybe that breaks it up into their different ranks. I don't know. Right. Okay. So they're led by Freya and her name means lady or mistress. And she actually gets to pick men first before even Odin gets you. So she then takes them to her field in heaven called Vol Folkvanger. She is considered the goddess of love, beauty, fertility, sex, war, gold, and a type of magic called seer, which deals with the telling and shaping of the future, which mm. is going to also tie into their responsibilities during battle, which I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. Okay. And she, <clears throat> she's so cool. She rides around in a chariot pulled by two male cats. Dope. I guess it's yeah. like... Uh, they're quite large kitties right well i i picture them as like enormous main coon yeah cats, like really fluffy right <laughs> um but their name their names are bigel and trigel Ooh. and she actually receives them as a gift from thor oh nice yeah I, right that's such a nice i don't know why he found these kittens and was like you know who would be a good cat mom I'm going to give them to Freya. Right? Oh, Thor, you're so thoughtful. So thoughtful, Thor. She also has a cloak of falcon feathers, which lets her fly. Which nice. I thought was kind of, But why would you fly if you have a cat chariot? Right. You go everywhere in that chariot. So back to these other women. All of their names have to do with battle or glory in battle. Mm -hmm. um, so some of them really quick. There's Hildur and Gunner, which means battle. Gerdreifel, which means spear flinger. Loke, which means noise or battle. Sigrun, which means her name's the coolest. It means victory rune, which I love it. Dope. And uh, the very famous Brunhild, which means bright battle. Brunhild. Brunhild. I love that. So during times. Language. I know. I love it. It's and I, I am. I'm sure I'm slaughtering these names and I apologize. They're, some of them are a little bit hard. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, no, I, uh, during... I feel you because I didn't cover Norse, but I covered something in the same area this week. And so I had to go like listen to the YouTube videos on how to pronounce some shit. Today. There was a lot of that. <laughs> and I have it in parentheses how it should sound. Yeah. Yeah. To try to help. Same. Myself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so during times of peace, 
these women would actually wear gowns of swan or raven feathers. But when war would come close, they'd dust off their armor. And they would have these beautifully carved helmets with wings on them, shields, and chainmail corsets. Nice. So badass. So cool. So over this, they would wear capes of their particular feather, maybe swan, raven, whatever. Uh, and Or it was said that all of a sudden they had wings. I don't know if their armor gave them wings. I'm not sure if that's how that works. But in the post-Christianity world, they're almost depicted as angels. They uh-huh. have wings and sandals. And, and originally, well, I mean, you've probably seen pictures of Valkyrie riding horses, mm-hmm. right? Flying horses, Pegasus, that. Yeah. They actually rode wolves in the beginning. So cool. And they carried spears. And my first thought, have you seen Princess Mononoke? Yep. That's exactly what I thought of when she's riding Moro. That's, yeah. That was what came to my head because it's Norse. wolf. Yeah. Giant wolves. Uh, and fun fact, the Aurora Borealis is thought to have been created from the sun shining on their shields and their armor, catching the light. And that's what made the Aurora Borealis. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was a fun fact. I love that. Fun fact. These daughters of Odin are responsible for watching over battles as well as they choose the winning side and who lives and dies. So while the battles are raging, they would fly over battles and they would make these guttural battle cries, which would strike fear and terror and awe into the hearts of these warriors. And I don't know if it was a type of encouragement for those that they were trying to ensure lived or as a distraction for those that were meant to die. I'm not sure. But when it's all over, when the battle's done, they go down and collect the best warriors who have died and they escort them to Valhalla, where they then act as kind of the hosts for Odin. They serve the mead and they will actually train and feast until they're called upon for Ragnarok. And they're called the Einherjar, which means they belong to an army or an army of one. Mm hmm. Uh, So being chosen to fight in this elite group is a really high honor because they're, they're being chosen to fight for Odin. Yeah. They've done these amazing acts. They're some of the strongest, bravest, fastest men. And that's who Odin wants to fight with him. So their lives in Valhalla would be something like this. They wake up, they battle, do heroic deeds. And then at night, the Valkyrie would come around and heal them magically, and they would feast on this boar that every day he's slaughtered and butchered, and they eat this boar. And then the next day, he comes back to life, and they do it all over again. Oh. So they're feasting, they're getting drunk and sleeping, and they wake up and they fight, and the Valkyries are there to make sure that everyone's happy, healthy, and drunk, basically. (laughs) Nice. So I read that while they're on, while the Valkyries are down collecting the souls, it was said that they would turn into swans. Mm-hmm. But there was the risk of that, of being trapped on Earth if they were seen without their feather cape or if someone took their feather cape. Uh, so there's actually a story of a Valkyrie who was bathing in a pool and a man came upon her and stole her cloak and hid it from her and caused her to forget who she was. 
and they get married and they have kids. And years later, her kids come to her and bring her this cloak. And she remembers suddenly who she is and she puts the cloak on and disappears. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. They, and they never find her. The husband tries to find her, but he, he doesn't find her. He doesn't ever find her. No. Yeah. Because he he tricked her and took her cloak from her. And she doesn't ever return, despite having wow. children with this mortal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from what I know about Valkyrie, it's like, that's their number one duty is to be Valkyrie, right? They don't. Yes. They don't think about anything else. No. And another interesting thing I read is that sometimes they would take these mortal men as lovers mm-hmm. and basically groom them. So they, they would teach them sword play, inspiration, all of that. And then when he was ready, they would just kill him and take him to Valhalla. Oh, would he be in the army then for Odin? Or Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. They, they would just groom these men and kill them and then take him, take his soul to Valhalla for Odin interesting yeah i don't know if that's like i don't know if that's actually a dark fate or not you know yeah. like you ca- it's you're going honor. to valhalla right yeah. it's an honor yep. mm-hmm. but it's also like you got kind of pulled in to do yeah. something that maybe you didn't want to do and maybe you didn't know about it and they were just grooming you and there's this yeah. woman that's talking to you and teaching you all these things and then she impales you on your sword and takes your soul yeah so it's a little dark, little, a little dark, a little dark, a little dark and stormy. Yep. So Odin wants the best of the best. So they're always trying to find the best soldiers because he wants to try to change fate. But we know that that doesn't work out. And nope. he dies in Ragnarok by Fenrir. So, like I said, they are responsible to also choose who wins and loses in the battle because there always has to be a winning and a losing side. Mm-hmm. So there is a saga that's written by this guy. His name is Snorri Sturluson. Okay. Who lived from 1179 to 1241 AD. And in it, the, he talks about this guy. There's supposed to be a big battle that's going to happen. And this guy sees 12 women go into a cabin. And he sneaks up to this cabin and in a hole in the wall, he looks in to see what they're doing. And he sees these 12 maidens and they're working at a magical loom. And I'm going to tell you about this loom. It says blood rains from the cloudy web on the broad loom of slaughter. The web of men gray as armor is now being woven. The Valkyries will cross it with a crimson weft. The warp is made of human entrails. Human heads are used as heddle weights. The heddle rods are blood-wet spears, the shafts are iron-bound, and arrows are the shuttles. With swords, we will weave this web of battle. So we have these beautiful women sitting at a loom with guts and intestines for thread, heads for weights, and they're using swords and bloody arrows to make this tapestry of the battle that's going to happen and who's going to lose and win. And when they're done... They take it off the loom, rip it into equal parts, and everybody leaves with their piece to the battle to ensure that what happens, that's what's woven into the tapestry actually happens. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yucky. So in modern day, 
actually in 2013, there was a small figurine that was found on the island of Funen, which is a, da a Danish island. Mm -hmm. It's about one and 1.3 inches tall. So it's just little. It's just okay. a little figure. She is depicted as a woman wearing a patterned dress. She has her hair in a ponytail. She has a sword and a round shield. And it was thought that this was a pendant because behind her ponytail, there's actually a little loop that you would thread maybe like rawhide through, wear it around your neck for protection. Right. And there's a, um, the curator and archaeologist at this museum said that there's hardly any doubt that the figure depicted in, in on this is, is Odin's Valkyries. Yeah. So this pendant was actually dated to 800 AD, and they found it near an excavated site that was known to be a metal workshop, which I thought was really cool. Wow, that's so cool. So I'm going to tell you one story about Brunhild that was told by our good friend Snorri Sturluson. <laughs> I know, Snorri. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. It's fine. But it definitely looks like Snorri. Yeah, I'm sure it's close enough. <laughs> or completely wrong. Or it's completely fine. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got Brunhild. She is this beautiful Valkyrie. And during a battle, she strikes down the wrong guy. She strikes down this king that Odin had promised victory to. Odin finds out, and he's pissed. Oops. And he tells her, you fucked up. Mm -hmm. you fucked up big time, Brunhild. And because you fucked up, you have to get married. <laughs> oh, no. Not married. Not married. <laughs> but you also have to marry a mortal. You can't marry a god like Thor. You are going, you're in so much trouble. You made me so mad. I'm going to make you marry a mortal. Brunhild just rolls her eyes. She's like, whatever. That's fine. I'm going to only marry a fearless man. Talking back. Yeah. So. Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> Odin gets even more upset and he puts her into a magical sleep and takes her to a mountain called Hinderfell, casts a ring of fire, puts her in the middle and leaves her there. Oh, it's it's kind of the original story of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, OK. Uh, but after that, it wildly deviates from the Sleeping Beauty that we know. <laughs> After that, it's nothing like Sleeping It's nothing Beauty. like Sleeping Beauty. So some stories said that she goes up on the mountain of her own accord, lits a fire, and just lays down and decides she's going to stay here until a man that's worthy of her love comes by. So time goes by, and there's a guy named Sigurd, mm -hmm. who, by the way, fun fact, another fun fact, killed a dragon named Fafnir, who may have been the inspiration for Smaug from The Hobbit. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of differences. He hoards gold <clears throat> like Smog does. So Sigurd comes upon this ring of fire, and he passes through it, and he finds Brynhild, wakes her up with a kiss. They chat, fall in love. He gives her his magic ring, but he says, before we get married, I have some errands I have to run. I was on this mission. I have to go see King Yoki. I have mm -hmm. to finish what I was doing. It's only going to take me a minute. I'll be right back. She agrees. She says she'll wait. And he goes to this. Sigurd leaves and goes to King Yoki. But mm -hmm. his wife is a sorceress. And she wants 
Sigurd to marry her daughter, Gudrun, who might also have been a Valkyrie. So she, his king, Yoki's wife, slips a potion into his drink and makes him forget all about Brunhild. No! I know. It's terrible. Damn it. <sighs> I know. He must have been a really good guy. I, I mean, you know, desirable. Yeah. He, sl- he slayed a dragon, walked through fire. So Sigurd and his now-to-be brother-in-law, Gunnar, are out in the woods, and they happen upon this ring of fire again. Gunnar decides he wants to have Brunhild for himself, but he's not actually brave enough to go through the ring of fire. So Sigurd shipships into Gunnar. He goes through this ring of fire, and because of Brunhild's promise that she'll marry a man brave enough to go through the fire, she doesn't have a choice. They exchange rings, and she agrees to marry Gunnar. Which right. is actually Sigurd. Sigurd. Right. Ship shipped. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they exchange rings. They go back to King Yoki's court. And Sigurd, in quiet, resumes his own form. And Gunnar and Brunhild are married, as well as Sigurd and Gudrun. They're married. Okay. When Brunhild and Sigurd met that first time, they slept together and she became pregnant. Of course she did. Of course she did. Of she course has, she did. <laughs> she has a baby girl named Aslung. Okay. But one day, Brunhild and Gudrun are arguing arguing about who has the bravest husband. And Gudrun lets slip that Brunhild was tricked by Sigurd and Gunnar. And then it was actually Sigurd who came through the fire the second time. Brunhild loses it she's furious because she loved sigurd so much she was in love with him she he was her true love and he she was so mad so she decides that hell hath no fury like a valkyrie tricked yeah no fucking way man yeah she's gonna get revenge so out of spite she tells gunner that she slept with sigurd and their daughter is actually sigurd's it's not gunner's so now Gunner's pissed. Yeah. And he wants to kill Sigurd. Oh boy. <laughs> it's just getting more and more ridiculous. But because they sw- they Sigurd and Gunner broke broke up. They grew up together. <laughs> they broke up. They, they broke grew up. up together. And they took oaths of brotherhood. And he can't kill him. He can't break this oath. It's like a blood crime, right? It's like a blood crime. Yeah. Yeah. So he Gunner calls his brother up and says, listen, this is what's going on. And his brother's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'm going to kill him. So he comes, mortally wounds Sigurd. And in some of the stories... Wait, who does this? uh, Gunner's brother. Oh, okay. So his legit brother. Yes, his real brother comes. Okay. And he's like... You got to help me. So he morally wounds Sigurd. Okay. In some of the stories, Sigurd doesn't stop there. And she actually has their son killed as well. (gasps) She's so angry. But Sigurd succumbs to his wounds and he dies. But at the funeral, Brunhild is so overcome with grief that she's killed her one true love. 
that she tells Gunner that she's always loved Sigurd and she wants to be burned with him. So she jumps onto the pyre and dies with him so that they can be together in death. It's true. Oh, it's the no. true. It's like the most tragic love oh. story. But that that is the Valkyries. That is what I have for you. Oh. Ending on the most sad note. That's so sad, but it's also like, I don't know. Sometimes it's sweet. Sometimes you need a tragic love story. Yes. Yes. I love a good tragic love story. So when I read this, yeah. I had to tell you about it. But yeah, like that. This makes the cut. Yep. So that is the Valkyrie. That is what I have for you. Nice. I love it. I didn't know pretty much any of that. (laughs) Yay. That's the point. That's a whole point. That's the whole point. That's what we do. It's to fill your head with knowledge. Uh, yeah that was useless knowledge (laughs) useless knowledge hey until you're at a party and you're like did you no fun fact fun fact yeah that's the point it's like oh do you have you do you actually know the real thing behind that and that one day all of us are going to kill it at trivia one day if we ever have myth trivia guys oh my gosh we're all in first place yeah we're gonna we're we're gonna win good job us Um, okay, well, I'm really excited about my topic, and I'm going to give some backstory to why I'm excited about my topic. So one of my most favorite movies, it came out last June, so like peak quarantine, needing just a happy movie vibe, is Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, and it's Will Ferrell. Rachel McAdams, who's adorable, and like Pierce Brosnan's in it as well. I did watch it. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. It they are they remind me what they do. So they're they're in a band together, (laughs) and their goal is to get to Eurovision. Yes, yes, I did watch it. I did. (laughs) Their their characters are from Iceland. And it the movie is ridiculous. It's a musical. It's a love story. It's really, I mean, it's a Will Ferrell movie, so it's really outrageous. But it's just, it kind of hits on everything happy and positive. So it's my like go-to <laughs> happy film. I'm like, yep, okay. we're going to just watch this again. So um, anyway, in that, they reference, though, Icelandic elves. <gasps> And the elves play a really big part in this movie, or they play a minor part in this movie. But part of the reason I love it so much is that there's also some magic to it. <laughs> You're just like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk today about Icelandic elves. Excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Their name in Icelandic is Alfar, which translates to elf, or the more common term is actually um hulu folk or hidden people which is what i'm gonna say because i know that i'm not pronouncing it right (laughs) so um they they use the term hidden people because elf might be too direct 
and it's hidden people is less likely to upset them. So from what I understand is the elves are very particular about their area, their spirituality. You know, you don't mess with the elves because you just don't fuck with the elves. (laughs) (laughs) You don't fuck with the elves. (laughs) um, These stories actually date back to the 12th century. So they're they're pretty old and they've been, you know, told through long winter's nights and passed on by families. But elves and hidden people are sometimes referenced to as two different creatures. So elves could be like 36 inches. So kind of short, small people. Or they're also like the invisible people are said to be exactly like humans, but invisible to us. And they're, but they're taller and skinnier and more beautiful. So very like Tolkien-esque. Okay. You know, elf Mm -hmm. people, but they're invisible. So those were the two kind of descriptions that I I found on them. And so, but a lot of them were intertwined. I couldn't really tell how much people believe that there are different species or if they're different kind of things. So we're just going to discuss it like it's all the same thing. All the same thing. Okay. During the Christianization of Iceland in the 11th century, um, it brought new concepts to the Icelandic communities. And one of them is that Eve, Adam and Eve, um, had children in the Garden of Eden. And, oh, okay. And they were considered dirty children, which is terrible. But, that you know. terrible. Whatever. Um, and so God said he would hide them from man to see. So you get hidden people. Oh, so this is before they had like Cain and Abel outside of the Garden of Eden, right? I, yeah, I sure. Okay, I know Just, absolutely zero four percent of okay. what goes on in the Bible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sure, sounds but, great. Anyway, so they they took that as like, oh, this explains how there are hidden people because God hid them from us, right? So that's how these stories okay. kind of came to be. And so during the long nights in Iceland, they used these folk tales to inter- entertain, you know, mm-hmm. like to for some fun. What um, else are you going to do? Right. What else are you going to do? But also to issue warnings. So a lot of folklore is based on, you know, especially in religious context you know, be good, don't do this, don't do that. But this is actually more environmental warnings. So so the stories of elves are known to actually teach you to respect the spirits of the land and respect the environments they live in. So don't disrupt them, don't disturb them, or bad things will happen. There were about 15 locations that I found, but there are many locations across Iceland that they're said to live um, and the areas are considered not to be messed with. So, Sacred. Yeah. You don't okay. fuck with them because they will fuck with you. Right. Like just absolutely do not mess with the elves. Um, so elves are really protective of their homes. And they have no issue causing harm to those who seek to, to disturb them. So yes. they'll warn you. But like if you mess – if you knock down 
a sacred home or they also have like elf churches, which they're said to live in rock. One of the locations is the Galahern Lava Fields. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong, but I couldn't find a pronunciation online. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the Galahern Lava Field is where uh, some of those sacred rocks and rock cliffs are. So they're also said to live on like the edge of rock cliffs. So Ooh, like, interesting. Okay. In the, the rocks. Yeah. Right? A fun story about this is back in 2015, the Iceland Road Society or whatever their road construction is called, they were trying to put a roadway through the Gallagher Lava Fields and put like a roundabout. And many people protested it. Uh-oh. And because they thought it was going to go through in a very important elf church. But like outside of the people protesting – the project had so many failed attempts from equipment breaking what? and workers having freak <gasps> accidents that they ended up moving the road bypass Good. to completely miss the elf homes. Good. <laughs> so now That's crazy. Isn't that insane? <laughs> <laughs> so they now, the department, the ro uh, Icelandic Road and Construction Department actually has – um, a document written and <gasps> available to like people who call in. Uh, they're like, "Hey, I heard you're putting a road up here. Are you watching out for the elf, mm -hmm. elf homes? That kind of thing." They actually have standard replies for inquiries about disturbing the elves <laughs> and construction <laughs> projects because so many people are concerned about it. Wow, I actually really love that. Though. It's so I'm gonna kind of go to another portion of this and then we're going to come back to what they look like. So okay. it's actually said there's been a couple of studies and it's kind of like I saw one in 1984, one in 2007, one in 2015 and it was like 54% of people believed in them in, in 1984, okay. 62 in 2007 and then in 2015 it was 55% okay. of Iceland either believed in elves or said why not like sure. didn't they're just like why not right and the reason they are you know believed in so much is that those stories are still passed down and it's also believed that if you speak ill of the elves it can bring about extremely bad luck so a good portion of people say it or don't have an opinion on it just in case <laughs> Why they don't, they don't want to? They're no. like, yeah, or why yes. not? Because it's not, not actually speaking ill of the elves. Yes, because they don't want to actually bring upon bad luck. Yes, so that checks out. Just from what I've read, I'm not from Iceland. I don't know if that's you know fully <laughs> accurate, but just from what I read about it, I was like, oh wow. So yeah, and then so going back to kind of what they look like, so um, or what they do. So mm -hmm. hidden people are very much like humans. Uh, they raise livestock. They farm, pick berries, row boats, go to church, which I'm probably thinking that like the go to church thing is like the elves do it. So you should do it. Oh, geez. You know? I, that's my own reading sure. into it. Yeah. But, you know, yep. it's like, oh, they yeah. go to church. So you should go to church. You should too. Yeah. Um, but they're said to live in a par parallel world. Okay. So they walk 
amongst us. They live amongst us, but they are only visible at will. So they only make themselves visible and like if they want you to see them. Okay. Now, with that being said, they come out two to four times a year or two times a year they come out. So they come out during New Year's Eve and then Midsummer's Night. So two times a year they will make themselves visible and um, you can see them. So around these holidays, there's four holidays that elves in Iceland are celebrated or acknowledged. Okay. So Christmas, you're meant to clean your house and leave out food for the elves. Okay. So you're like you're supposed to declutter. You're supposed to make it pre- like presentable and then leave out food or offerings for them. Twelfth mm-hmm. night, which is um, January sixth, they do uh, bonfires. And they'll do – and, like, the elves are meant to be able to be present at those as well. <clears throat> New Year's Eve, they're said to be moving. So they're they're moving houses. So the elves are said to be moving to a new location. So you're supposed to leave out a candle to help them find their way to their new Oh, okay. Home. So you'll leave out a candle. And then Midsummer Night is really cool. So Midsummer Night, you're supposed to wait at a crossroads – and the elves will either try to will try to seduce you with gifts. Oh. But if you succumb to their seduction, you will get bad you'll get bad luck. Oh. But if you like resist their seduction, you're rewarded for not oh, man. giving in. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like legit cool like like good luck comes to you if you can resist. Hmm. what they're given what they're offering yeah so, yeah it's it's wild and that is wild there's also um so i was like looking around and there's this place called elf school in iceland and reykjavik and they will do like a walking tour and show you different houses and different areas that the elves live oh and that's cool you also get to learn about the elves and what they do and like I guess it's like a half day kind of experience and you can leave with like an elf school diploma. Oh my gosh. Yes, and please. That guy, the guy who runs the school was he was saying that like like myth died with enlightenment. So yeah. people come over and they teach you about the ways of the world and then you learn more about the world and you kind of understand that oh, things don't work like A, B, and C. They work really this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really like that statement, though, that myth dies with enlightenment, you know. So it's like you yeah. figure out, you know, here's these things. And anyway, I just kind of liked that quote from mm-hmm. him. And yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's a really kind of fun Yeah, that topic. is cool. So, yeah. I don't – this was a quick one. I don't have a ton – I don't have anything else about them. Oh, that's awesome. It was really no fun. And again, Eurovision is amazing. And you'll listen to <laughs> this and then if you've seen the movie, you probably have been laughing the whole time. And if you haven't, then you need to go watch it. <laughs> yeah, you do need to watch it because it is a good movie. It's, it's got good. some pretty good giggles in it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I have today. Nice. I loved it. That was great. Thanks. I I was like, let's do something light and happy. Yeah. Yeah. After Halloween and all of the dark, spooky 
head cheeses. <laughs> yeah. I know. I kept looking up stuff. I'm like, this is too gross. I don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> I'm like so excited for the month of December because you guys are going to get so much holiday shit. Yes. Just be ready. And if you're not be in the holidays, ready. come back in January. <laughs> and February because we've got some good ideas for February too. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. But I'm I'm really excited for holiday season for sure oh i'm looking forward to that me too um well thanks everybody for tuning in today again we love that you're here we love that you're curious um check us out on instagram uh our handle is more than myths check us out on twitter we ask some weird fun questions and we love to see your random gifts and all that good stuff so check us out on twitter again more than myths Like we said at the beginning of the episode, we do a myth check once a month. If you hear something that doesn't sound quite right or you know a little bit more than we do about it, we are humble and will absolutely take your information and share it with everybody and correct ourselves. Um, You can email us at morethanmythspodcast at gmail.com and we will get that on there. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the More Than Myths podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are also now available on Google. Uh, So check us out there if that's your platform of choice. And uh, yeah, just thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, and and make uh, sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it makes it makes it makes our podcast have a little bit more visibility. And um, as always, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom, tell your mom. Until next time, stay curious. Thanks. Bye. Bye.